Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about cords, corn seed traits. So what does it mean when it has those little letters and numbers behind it? In our spotlight, we're going to look at soybean herbicide Tendovo. Egg History Minute, we'll talk about the introduction of the BT corn hybrids. In our Cool Beans, that's corny. We'll cover some current events, and we'll wrap things up with our Field Good Friday. So with me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey, guys. Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. What we should have had you load up is, oh, no, we suck again. Because <laughs> the Packers suck again. Suck again. I mean, out of all... The games they've lost. This one was probably the one they had the least chance of winning in terms of opponent and quality of opponent. I mean, this the Jets, the Commanders, they were, they're not spectacular teams, but the Buffalo Bills have been pretty good all season. They've got a good defense. They're the best team offense. in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. Yes. So, yeah. At no yes. point in that game did I have any confidence that they were going to win. But my expectation was like 34-3, half, or a final score, you know? So so they put up more of a fight than you thought. Right, yeah. right. The, I, th- I figured, you know, 24 nothing at halftime, which it was on the way there, the way the game started. And they kind of inched their way back. Yeah, I mean, once they got the run game going, it was impressive, but we were burning clock at a time when we shouldn't be burning clock. Do you do you buy into that second half? The Bills kind of just took off the gas, or doesn't doesn't that matter? I we don't still know if it matter. I like Ellis and Allen. I do think there's moral victories, but I also think like at this point, especially late in the week, going into an, another game, it's just I feel like this team just you know, sooner or later just got to show up and play really well and yeah. beat a team, and yeah. then then will be back. And I'm, that's one thing with being a fan of anything is. It's you're a fanatic. You're gonna like them whether we suck or are good, right? And whatever you know, if they do suck for a while, whatever. I'm, I'm still gonna be a Green Bay Packer fan, but it's just hard to watch like the trade deadline go by and not do anything either way. So you don't, even if they were in the selling business, I might have been like, oh, cool. Now maybe we'll get better guys right. going ahead, or or if they would have bought a wide receiver, it'd been like, oh, great, this is great. But to see like the other teams in the division, the Bears and the Lions, go get. Like the guys we wanted, it yeah. just was a total. Yeah, like I said, now the, I just the don't Lions, know how to. The Lions sold. Sorry, Lions sold, but Vikings yeah, Bears bought. and Vikings, yeah, and just two already, you know, teams in our division that are better than us. Kind of the Bears maybe aren't. The Vikings the same, are the, the top Vikings of the division. Vikings definitely, yeah, and they got better, and so you just go, oh man, you know, it's our. You do start to question the philosophy of the Packers, our draft, and kind of work within and get everybody better is that just old now like teams you can't win the super bowl with that you can be really good for a long time right but you got to go buy that player to kind of make a run and you so. have to hit right when you draft if the only way you're gonna have a good team is to draft and develop you have to hit on your draft picks yep. and you go back to like oof the 17 18 draft there might not even be anybody yeah. on the team you look at good Goots is like record of that, and you kind of go. Mm, and then all these teams are draft are trading for third round picks. Look it up. We suck it. We right. suck at he third should, round. They should have thrown in a third. Like in the pick we lost for Claypool, it was a second round pick, and we were kind of the same. But they thought the Bears would be worse, so it'd be a better second rounder. Right. We should have just thrown in a third rounder right. because we don't need it. We don't, we don't do well we with them anyway. Right. So it's it's just a weird feeling for them right now where we even stand and how good this team really is. I think the thing, like, with the, I was listening to a guy on the radio. His point made a lot of sense. And I'm not going to say it as well as he did, but it was basically like, okay, this draft and develop, okay, you draft wide receivers because you don't have any. Well, then they get good. But then by the time they get good, then your defense is bad. And then you draft for defense. And then your defense gets good. And then you don't have a quarterback. And it's like this constant chasing your tail Whereas these other teams that are doing more free agents and more trading, you can have a good team, and there's one. Just imagine if we had a better punter last year or a better line to block for the these these uh, special team guys that we got this year that are doing well. What if we had them last year 
and we beat the 49ers. Like, you get all these, like, you go and draft, or excuse me, you go and trade or get a free agent on just a few pieces, and that propels you and supplements your draft. Now we're not doing that. Well, and I, I don't think anybody saw the Lions being huge Viking fans and cutting off their left arm to help right. the Vikings win. That was an interesting... Not within the division. Right, an interdivision trade, trade like that yeah. is... Yeah. No, but think about it. They're one and seven. Like, they know they're not going anywhere. Like, yeah. at this point, who cares? And you know, we're at that dumb point of like, no, we are. You're still point, in it, but but really, right? But it's a hard road ahead. Yeah, it's you got to go seven and two at least. I think <coughs> the rest of the way. And what makes you think we're gonna have we're gonna win five more games than we lose the rest of the way? Right. I do think this goes into the current seed purchasing in the egg world is like we talked is, you know, picking seeds. If you're on the draft and develop method, you pick all the old ones that you know were always really good. You know, if you're in the current Packers, you're just like, oh, this one's never failed me. You know, it's done really well for me. 53 WNK, I've had it forever. This is an old variety, so I'm not using any new ones. But, you know, we're just going to keep steady Eddie with it. I don't want any new ones. I'm not going to go grab that free agent that might be good, might make my team better. I'm just going to stick with it. And sometimes I feel like you do. You got to go grab some that aren't, you know, maybe you're not used to. Maybe you want to just try, you know, something you've seen. Yeah, dip your hand into that right. pool a little bit. So, yeah. So if the Packer game was a trick, how did – was trick-or-treating a treat? I mean, the weather was awesome. Almost too warm for – for Halloween, my, my so I feel like the way they're making more costumes now are warmer, you know, like yeah. right. you, you, you got to wear your you got to wear your winter coat over them. This is like too warm with just their costume on and stuff. My son was an inflatable dinosaur, and so he was basically trapped with his, <laughs> his own, own heat, heat. <laughs> inside a vinyl costume, and so he was was very warm. There was a girl when we were trick or treating that had a unicorn, the same with the fan and blow. Yep, and we saw her a couple of times, and by the third time we saw her. It was unzipped, and she just had it around her waist. Yep. Those look hard to walk in, though. Oh, yeah. He was, like, almost a penguin walking kind of thing. But I give him credit. He kept his costume zipped and walked all the way home like we did. I should calculate how many blocks we went. But, you know, we went from our house a couple blocks to Main Street, up and down that, and then back. So, I mean, he probably walked a good six, eight blocks at least. In that thing, and never took it off. Was yours? Was your town you trick or treat in, Bill, busier or less busy than usual, or what you thought? Um, it was about the same. The spot we stayed in is less busy than where we normally go, and that's really busy. Because um, in general, where Matt and I were, it was less busy. I mean, there was busy times and it was steady, but or or even too. I know people hand out candy. Must have got like a a lot of candy this year, preparing for a lot of kids or something. Because by the end of trick-or-treating, like, people are handing out, like, handfuls of candy around a neighborhood. I'm like, whoa, they got enough. Get you know, like, and they're like, no, we, we, we had, like, 10, 10 trick-or-treaters. Yeah. Months from now, all their children will be diabetic. I, no, it was, like, wild the amount of candy. So that is always hard, though, when you're handing out candy. Like, how much do you need? You don't want to have yeah. way too much, but you don't want to run out. And Yeah, it's just, I thought with how nice the weather was, there'd just be kids everywhere like, there seemed to be less people handing out candy and more buckets with signs there was a lot of that yeah so i don't know if that's a change from the enough two people that were sitting in their driveway next to their bucket <laughs> you know like i thought that was interesting like it, usually it's so cold they didn't want to be in your house right. well, apparently not. that was the way to be because i know you know max isn't here but they had issue with their bucket yep. and i saw online a number of people complaining their buckets were stolen as they were unattended, so apparently you got to guard that bucket. Yeah. Well, and everybody's not everybody, but there's so many more like ring cameras these days. Like those kind of things can get recorded right. if you're. But if you're in costume with a mask on, it's I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? Has anyone seen a dragon well, with a bucket of candy? What are the like? Say you called the cops on that. What? Are the, yeah. Well, they, they stole <laughs> the Grim your Reaper. Stole my candy. They stole your candy bucket. Well, where did you have it? Well, I was sitting out. Right, for them to right, take, right. Uh, unattended. Well, okay, no, it's like a weird. It's uh, it sucks that hopefully the next year they'll the, be chained to that. Right, and the usually it's some high school kids that yeah. kind of wreck it for everybody. Right. Just sucky, but yeah. 
No excitement though, or no interesting. No, nothing too crazy. Ours was pretty boring too. Which is all right. There were there were three inflatable dinosaurs, including my son, and there was one where it was like a real little kid, and he tried to have a dinosaur fight with my son, (laughs) and so Harrison just stood there, didn't do anything, and the the kid like went forward with because you know the heads like above you, yeah. And like bonked his head into Harrison's dinosaur head, and then immediately recoiled too much and like fell right over. <laughs> like, Man, and in those cool. costumes, when you fall, that usually cuts the fan off. So then he's like deflating, <laughs> trying to get him up, and he was fine. There was no crying, but it was just really funny to watch. And the, Harrison, the dino fight. And Harrison's dino like, fight. I didn't. I didn't even do anything. I, like, I know it's. You know, I didn't provoke. You it. didn't do anything wrong. It's fine. It I was didn't funny. even move. I wish I would have recorded it because that would have been funny. But all right, you guys ready to get into our topic? Yeah. So corn seed traits. What does it all mean? There's so many different types of traded corn now. We talked last week a little bit about how. Um, some companies like Syngenta were going away from a numbering system that meant things and others are adapting it back to the numbers. So it's, it can be really confusing when you look at a bag of corn sometimes to figure out what the right traits are. So Todd, what do you got for us? Or don't, Bill, you wrote yeah. this one. Wrong Chamber. Wrong, 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 yeah. My head was actually spinning just coming up with all the things, talking about this and writing it down so we had notes to talk about, but just... Researching this, your head kind of spins at to what all these mean and the numbers and the letters. and Just remember back when it was just like, Cornboard. is it roundup or not? Yeah. Yes, no. And even that was... It, a, a, is it BC right. or not? Right. And then it was like, yeah, is it got cornboard or not? And then it was like triple stack. Okay. Okay, now it's got rootworm. Now we have three things. Yeah. And like to me, that was a line of like, all right, these are our three choices. And, and honestly, we really haven't sort of changed since then. There's just way more combinations yeah. of how many traits. But really, if you go back to it, it's conventional, roundup, double stack, triple stack. Right. And it's now how are you going to triple stack my double stack yeah. with another stack of <laughs> How stacks? many stacks can we stack? Yes. And it's like you know, cup stacking. Having these, ad, like when they started using the word pyramid of right. traits. right. That's to me where it got a little confusing. It's like, okay, let's just bring this back, and that's what you've done here, Bill, which I like. Of okay, what what's in it? What, yeah, which ones are the ones and that? To me, how much like, does it matter? Like from the farmer's standpoint, like so if it's if it's a yield guard versus a Herculex, does it matter? Maybe it, in some cases it does. It could, and like we've talked to like different. The way these traits are, sometimes when you insert the trait, it does mess with stuff. Right. So, like certain ways they insert it seem better, but that's hard. As even for us, pick that out, little in the farmer to use that to decide is extremely hard. Well, that's one of the hard things so, with, with Roundup. When even when it was just kind of Roundup, it would say glyphosate tolerant. Yeah, and guys are used to calling it Roundup, and then you put glufosinate. Glufosinate for a liver, yeah. and well, and glyphosate. At, it's like, oh, well, it says glyphosate. The, no, no, that's glufosinate. Yeah, like, look at all the mess with enlist versus extend, right. right? And yeah, so it is trying to know what each sort of mean and and what what. But you're right, Bill. What do you do with it? I I don't exactly know. Besides, maybe knowing kind of what it matters to your farm and some I, farms you don't even need a triple stack if you're rotating. Yeah, and I'll give you one and, exception. When we get that far to why you should probably yep, I want think I that specific one. Yep. So there's basically like three platforms, I'll call them. You've got your Coteva platform, which basically stemmed from Pioneer. Um, you know, Dairyland's in that mix now and Bravant's in that mix just from, you know, seed acquisitions over the years. You got, um, I'll still call it Monsanto's, but Bears platform, which the the Monsanto platform, which was the... Um, the B, where the kind of the BT started, um, and then Syngenta's platform, which is the Agrisure side of it. So, basically, I've kind of started. I'll go. We'll go through each company, um, each platform, and we'll start from <clears throat> fully loaded, you know, and work our way down to some degree. Not exactly, but we'll work our way down. Matt, you look like you were gonna. No, I was oh, just okay. listening. He was All just right. passing gas. <clears throat> I was gas. intently listening. <laughs> To 
how, your introduction of this very confusing All topic. Right. So, so we'll start with uh, Corteva and Todd's favorite. Uh, he's got her queued up there. I do think all these bags should just be silver. That, like, would, that would be cool. Oh, I like that. Just like no writing. Just, well, you need the seed <laughs> you tag. You need some writing. You <laughs> but other, we yeah. don't know what it is. Just we know seed, it's chrome. Just the seed tag would have the writing, but the whole bag would yeah. be like a really shiny chrome color. That would be sweet. That would be good. So the first one is chrome. Doesn't start with CH. Starts with a Q. Starts with a Q. Um, and that is an above and below ground insect protection. So you get the plant above and below as i said and basically what that breaks down to in the traits itself what's involved with the chrome is you got your old yield guard rootworm and your old yield guard corn borer um herculex so that's um court you know pioneers old and old isn't the right word but uh, pioneers above ground and they're also the herculex rootworm there's liberty and roundup ready so you kind of got the the double in there you got the the bear monsanto genetics with their uh insect and you got pioneers cortevas so so that's basically two of each um moving downwards the smart stacked uh refuge advance and that kind of came from the um you know when the smart stack came in and then the refuge advance was the Dairyland's naming of it and vermont kind of had that was their naming the refuge advance that's above and below. Um, so instead of um, yield guard, we've which it's still yield guard, but now we've got the VT two. So two um, VT two has two BT different um, proteins in it, and then it's got Herculex along with um, so Herculex one, and then the Herculex rootworm and Roundup Ready. So. And then it also has the VT3, which in, integrates the the rootworm from bear side of it. Um, so that kind of has a bunch more in it. Um, Sometimes we forget about that. That's when these pyramids really started to happen is when these trait companies kind of teamed up. Yeah, right. And so really yep. a lot of these are just... Because like, it, it used to like, be just... You know, yeah, Monsanto like had their Yogard, right. and Pioneer had their Hercules, and, and yeah, Hercul- yeah, we were and good. That right? was it, right? Well, and to your point before of like, why is this important? Multiple below ground traits is a good thing. Yeah, with the way BT is going and yep. some issues that we've seen. So it, sometimes it is important to know if it's just one or two. Good or, point, Matt. Is like if you got a really bad rootworm beetle problem, and obviously, consequently, rootworm problem. You really want to go with these higher trait, you know, the the more I don't want to say more stacks because well, it's we, still a triple it's, stack, but it's, it's multiple modes of action, right. like we say with chemical right. and other things, fungicide even having more than one. Yes, it's your insurance policy. Yes, correct. So then, moving along, the the next one on the Corteva side would be the Acremax or AM. So anytime you see an AM after the hybrid. Above ground only, so that one we got to remember. There is no, no rootworm protection. Um, so that's got the yield guard for corn borer and the Herculex for corn borer, and then the two Liberty and Roundup for your, for your um, herbicide. So there's no. Todd, why don't you have Liberty, Liberty, Liberty? <laughs> Next time. So that's your Acre Max above ground. Um, moving on. Uh, I, I don't know if this year's the first year. I, first year, I noticed it anyway, but Acromax Leptra, which this was the one, Todd, I was mentioning yep. a minute ago about, do you, like, this might be one you should care about. Right, if you have black cutworm. Yeah, uh, Western. Western. Or Western bean. bean. Yep. yep, so the so the Leptra is the broad, um, the broad Leptoptera. I'm not saying that right, but that's, so basically it's the Western bean cutworm. It has control on that. So the Yield Guard and the Herculex really don't have much, Activity, but when you bring that Viptera trait, which is the Leptra, and that's Corteva is calling it Leptra, when we talk about um, Syngenta, then we'll go into the, the Viptera. Same, same difference, just different names. So that one's got the Viptera trait, which is good on corn borer, but it also brings in that Western bean 
control. It's got Yulgard and Herculex. So there's actually three different ways that those insects are dying. That's a good point. Is one way to look at it is like then you've got like cob protection yeah. in a way. So before we were talking like above ground stalks for mm-hmm. corn borer, below, below ground, ground roots. roots yeah. And then like this is adding in that sort of ear, ear protection. Yep. Why do I feel like I'm making a super complicated Starbucks order at this point? <laughs> yeah. Like, can I get the triple vente viptera <laughs> with a side of yield guard with, with some Herculux, please? Chai Aquamax Extreme Chrome. <laughs> what? Speaking of that, if you'd like like the full Monty, uh, Acromax Extreme, X-T-R-E-M-E. So the X is the first one there. And that's an above, back to the above and below ground, and that's pretty much got everything. It's got... It doesn't have the Viptera, but it's got um, Herculex. It's got the corn borer from Monsanto's side. Um, so the yield guard. Uh, it's also got the Herculex rootworm, Agrisher rootworm. So we're bringing in another another uh, mode of action on the rootworm side of this extreme where we're bringing in Syngenta's rootworm here. Um, and, of course, round, Roundup Ready. So, so that one's kind of the biggest pyramid maybe, huh? Um, it's the kitchen sink right the there. Kitchen, the kitchen sink. I don't, I don't like to use the word pyramid because then I think of scheme. scheme. And <laughs> sometimes I feel like... Well, and, and really, <laughs> wouldn't it kind of be like a double pyramid, like a diamond? Because right. you've got the below ground and the above Ooh, ground. I like, like that. We need a new shape. I agree. Yeah. I don't even know where they came up with pyramid. Like why? I guess it has four points. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm confused. Is it a three-dimensional pyramid or a two-dimensional pyramid? Yes. Is, is it just a triangle? So again, we're talking about just the way all these genes are inserted. All these different names mean something different, have different genes in them, but basically do somewhat the same thing. Wait, these are GMOs? They're GMOs. Yes, they are. Um, And the last thing that Corteva has that you're going to see on that seed, in the seed guide or in the bag or in the name is Aquamax. Um, and the reason I brought this one up is because each company has their own drought tolerance, but they're done it. They've done it differently. Um, Aquamax hybrids are bred to basically to using hybrids that include just native traits um, that have better roots. You know, during drought, their stock emergences or excuse me, silk emergence is better among other agronomic traits, basically to manage the drought. It's not a gene thing. It's a breeding thing. It is genes, but it's not a GMO thing. It's, it's a breeding. Okay. So that's kind of how that works. Um, and everything in pretty much now in Corteva's lineup is a refuge in a bag. If you go to the, not the SmartStacks RA, but just straight up SmartStacks, you still have to use the 20% rule, but everything else is pretty much now refuge in a bag. Which is so much nicer than having to explain, okay, you got to plant like 20 acres of crap corn over here to make sure, well, not crap corn, but <laughs> different, now different put corn. Different corn inside. Now it's, yeah. Now you got 5%, 5% crap. crap. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now with 5% more crap. Okay. <laughs> I, I would agree with Matt, though, on that of just not having the refuge requirements as much as when they were changing all that. Like five years ago, you went like, oh, this we don't want that. We don't want 5% of stuff. We don't really know what it is and how it's going to do. And it, it, yeah, there's times where I blame the refuge for, uh, there was this year, a bunch of farms are like, yeah, like 5% of my field is silking, you know, or tasseling. And I was like, yeah, what do you, yeah. you know, we're like looked at me funny. I'm like, it's the refuge is silking like days before. Like, so it does weird things sometimes, sure. but in, in a way it, it's almost the right amount that 5%, you don't notice. It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't help you. It's just kind of like, okay, just a little different. I like it from the standpoint that it's scattered throughout the whole field, and right. it's not just one area. Right. You're not planting a whole field of that. Right? No, I just remember, remember have, just doing refuge with bulk fill planters is not yeah. fun. So, yeah. yes, I would agree. The things that that has solved, they're pretty awesome. Yep. So moving on, companies. Next one is Bayer, which, basically, you know, is the old Monsanto. So that's the kind of genetics is behind it, and you're going to see that in a decal bag for the most part. Obviously, there's lots of other companies that have it, but that's the start of it. 
Um, so the first one is Smart Stacks Pro. Wait, are we allowed to say swear words on, on this podcast, Monsanto? <laughs> Doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's true. Smart Stacks Pro RIB Complete. So that's a big mouthful, but that's their that's their Cadillac, their brand new one that you're probably not going to get any bags of, right? <laughs> so good we ran out of it. And remember the RIB, that's Refuge in a Bag, um, but that one's got the VT2, so their bears, you know, double above ground. So that's above and a blow. It's got the VT2, so two modes of action from bears' side. It's got a Hercules in it, so it brings in that Corteva. It's got the three below ground in the VT3. Also a Herculex rootworm, so it's bringing in Corteva's um, rootworm control. And then our big, we talked about this, I think, in a spotlight a couple weeks ago, maybe the RNAI technology, the new, uh, that's where the complete, the SmartStacks Pro comes in. Instead of just SmartStacks, SmartStacks Pro, we bring in this RNAI, the new technology on how they're you know, getting that rootworm control. And that guy's a 5% refuge in a bag. Stepping back, um, SmartStacks RIB complete. So there's no pro on this guy. So it's the same exact traits, except this RNEI is not in that bag. Um, so that's going to be, you know, pretty much what most of our corn is going to have if it's if smart SmartStacks. Um, then we got the VT Double Pro, just a... Uh, Above ground protection, so that's two of their corn borer traits, um, and that's again five percent refuge. Uh, the tricepta, so that's kind of not in a lot of corns, but that's what they brought in. So that one is their VT two, and now they brought in Viptera. So this is um, Bear's way of hitting that um, Viptera mark. Would that have below ground? No, because the Viptera is just above. Yeah. Yeah. So it's different than... No, I guess... Okay. Then, then the Leptra, it's the same. Okay. So they are just focusing on above ground. So a second year corn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or for first year corn. Right. But okay. it's got the Viptera, so if you want that that bear, you know, DeKalb or whatever company, you can get that, that Western. And theirs is called... Tricepta. Tricepta. Okay. Tricepta, yeah. Okay. Yep. Side effects may include <laughs> below ground insect attack. It just sounds like a drug. Tricepta. Right. And then uh, Bears Drought Guard. That's their their um, drought kind of trait. And that's actually a biotech trait. So they that's they use biotech to get that ins- inserted into for drought stress. Um, so that's kind of uh, Bear's system of traits. And then moving to the last one, um, it's in Jenna. So that's in, in NK and Golden Harvest. And this one gave me the most, like just keeping everything straight. It was very complicated. Um, so the, if you remember, guys, this was the 3100, 3111, they would go with the name, and then each character in that four-digit number would mean something. Not anymore. <laughs> no longer. No longer. <laughs> so now it's it's gone to basically um, letters behind the, the the variety itself. So we got Duracade, Viptera. So you're going to see a DV. If it's just Duracade, you're going to see D, and so on and so forth. So. I'll burn through these pretty quickly because it's, again, similar. Again, it's different. But just remember, like, I just wanted to just everybody to remember that this Viptera trait, if you've got Western bean cutworm, you need to have it in your in your, in your program somewhere because that's your only shot. And we've all seen it. And for us, it hasn't been a huge problem. Not lately. Not lately. Um, Neither is corn borer. Right, so um, the Duracade Viptera DV is above and below. Um, that's got the Herculex um, for above with the Viptera for above and a corn borer from, from Agersher, so that's quite a bit along. Is, go ahead. Yep, along with Agersher's rootworm and their Duracade trait. So is that the only one then with 
all so it's because the other ones, Tricepta and Corteva's Leptra, basically only do above ground for cob and plant. And this adds the rootworm in. So this would be the only one that has all of that. Right, with the Viptera. Yeah. And yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Which is confusing because honestly, I didn't, you know, like you read the books and you're like, okay, these are all the, like I said, just. So if you want Viptera, the only one you can get with below ground is. Here. Duracade. It has to have Duracade and Viptera. Yeah. yeah. Whereas there's ones without that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Got it. So then you can just get the Duracade alone, which still has above and below. It's just it, we cut off that Viptera trait. So we still have corn borer c- control, but we just don't get that Western bean control. So we notch down a little bit. Um, and then they throw a Duracade Viptera Z3, which makes it even more confusing. And like I said, that I just. And what they, they're doing there is they're cutting out the Herculex and they're adding the VT2 in. Oh, I thought it was four-wheel drive corn. Like yeah. Z71. <laughs> no. It, it just, like you gotta, you got to go out there and like throttle the cob and yeah. make sure it goes into four-wheel drive late in the season. Yeah. The, basically, in looking at it, like Viptera is still there. And so, did they, so basically, that's the Syngenta with Bayer Genetics in the Z3 and Duracade Viptera is the... Corteva. Syngenta Corteva genetics. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. And then you got an Agershire total, which is still above and below. And now that's Herculex and, and Syngenta's corn borer trait. So now we're cutting out the, the Bayer Monsanto genetics and we're pulling in the Corteva Syngenta genetics. One of these things, not like <laughs> yeah. the other. And, and then basically that repeats itself kind of in the above ground only where you just got Viptera, so that's the Herculex and Viptera and the corn borer, if the Agershire. So it just kind of builds on it. And then they run out of a variety and they give you something different and then you have to like <laughs> look at the bag and be like, okay, this was supposed to be this, now it's this. It's my new this? favorite though of like, there's so many conversions. It's like, oh, yeah, we don't have it in Duracade Viptera, but we got the same thing. It's just it's just in a round of pretty only. Like, no, it's way different sort of stuff now. So it's, yeah, it's wild. Very wild. So basically now just, you know what? There's either Duracade, Viptera, and that's what you're going to see. The D and the V is, is kind of how you can make those selections and Syngenta's um water trade i'll call it is artesian so that kind of they're selecting the genes that enable the plant to convert water better to grain is is what what they're saying so that would be like corteva's where it's not yeah a trait it's a breeding practice yep okay and all the Syngenta corn that we just talked about is five percent easy refuge um if you go to the old numbering system you could have some of the 20 percent yet but this new numbering system with the letters is so that's very confusing probably have to listen to it twice and still not get it no bill as wild is like we all know a lot about these and that was still complicated and complex to sort of parse through so I just picture like our eyes glazing over, and by the end, you're just like, just, I just want a bag with seed in it. You know, like, I don't, in the place, all these is hard. And so I do think on your farm, the more you can simplify it and say, okay, I need a, I need a package that if you want, just say Roundup or a Double Pro kind of for your rotated acres. And then your, you know, your multiple year corn acres, you have a tra- you know a sort of trait package that you're comfortable with, which obviously each variety now you could have you're switching up traits potentially just from different varieties and still get a triple stack so yeah no that's very helpful today's episode was brought to you by the letters w t and f <laughs> so that might that be what be you a, were saying that'd be a great one if they could find a <laughs> car in that life. wtf car yeah all mm. right well thanks bill that's yeah a primer on some of the different trait packages that are out there but like todd said the one of the most important things is just know what you need and be able to find a variety that has that Um, then you can worry about the rest later so 
Now we'll move into our spotlight for today. So today we're going to talk about Tendovo, which is a soybean herbicide that elevates yield-minded growers, according to the company. So Syngenta is redefining pre-emergence weed control and delivering increased flexibility and yield potential for soybean producers. The Tendovo pre-emergence herbicide is the latest premix that combines three sites of action and three active ingredients to best guard against yield-robbing weeds. Uh, so Tendovo was registered by the U.S. EPA in January of this year and will be commercially available for the 2023 growing season. As part of the program, farmers uh, working total of a couple hundred thousand acres from the Gulf of Mexico to north-central U.S. have been seeing exactly how dynamic Tendovo can be. The herbicide establishes a thorough early seed weed management foundation so much so that even at five weeks post-emergence in some trials, they've seen greater than 90% control of broadleafs and grasses. And that happens 89% of the time. So 89% of the time it works every time. What do you think of this premix, Bill? Dual metribuzin first, first straight. straight. I, I like it. I think gives you a lot I mean, of... We, we've used, you know, none of these are new herbicides. No. Um, but it, it could be a good kind of, you know, there's a lot where we use dual metribuzin and like sulfentrazone. Mm-hmm. So this would be a way to kind of change it up potentially or, yeah, have a different sort of mode in there. And it's is, premix, so you don't have to, you're not dumping a bunch of jugs either. Yeah, what what other soybean current herbicides would be Zidra Pro would be a mm-hmm. similar where it's kind of premix. Otherwise, you know, you're chucking in. In some of these, some of them got the two-way mix between a couple of, right. you know, where it's like an yep. authority first or something like that. But right. to get that dual in with it isn't quite as common. So, no, I, I in our fight against water hemp, any more tools we can add, the better. So, yeah. Did they say use rate that you've seen anywhere? No. Yeah, it'd be interesting just if, you know, how high of a use rate is, you know, is it going to be in jugs or mm-hmm. are you going to need it in bulk? So... All right, now we'll move into our Ag History Minute. So today we're going to talk about BT introduction. So with the, in 1996, the European corn borer was the next pest to be attacked by GMOs with the introduction of BT corn hybrids. Corn borer is the most damaging insect pest of corn throughout the U.S. and Canada, with losses exceeding $1 billion a year in the 1990s. For decades, agricultural scientists had known that a common bacteria found in soil can produce toxins that are deadly to insects but harmless to humans because they are destroyed within seconds by the acids in the human digestive tract. The bacteria known as Bacillus thuringiensis and the toxins they produce, not surprisingly, are known as BT toxins. There are thousands of different kinds of BT bacteria, and they produce different toxins that affect different insects. In fact, organic farmers have used these BT microorganisms for decades since they produce natural insecticide. In the early 90s, genetic engineers realized that the genes of BT were what produced the BT toxin, and they found a way to isolate those specific genes They transferred the genes into a second bacteria, agrobacterium, that has the ability to get into the nuclei nuclei of plants like corn and transfer genetic material to the corn. Then they figured out how to find specific plants that had been altered by including other genes that were resistant to chemicals like antibacterial drugs. Mycogen and Ceba seeds, which is now Novartis seeds, first introduced Bt corn hybrids in 1996. Because we are in the 2000s. There will be a 2096. We're not there yet. Okay. But, uh, farmers found out that the corn borers died after eating only a few bites of the BT corn plant. Monsanto is not far behind with its own BT corn. And other companies like Pioneer have either developed their own strains or licensed technology from other companies. So, you know, at this point, we don't even really talk about BT anymore in the in the sense of like 
BT, BT genetics, like we just went through that whole list of, you know, it's we talked about those below were, ground. Those words got dropped because it's still very important right. part of that. Right. It's the whole part of it. So, yeah, it is interesting that way. But and there I, are um, an amazing number of BT. Like, well, they're all basically kind of, I mean, yeah. yeah. No, it's so, I, yes. That I didn't realize that. I just assumed Monsanto was. Right, that it's Novartis that yeah. did it. Or, you know, mycogen and SIBA. Like, yeah. I just figured, you know, as much as everyone hates no mycogen, like, or excuse me, uh, Monsanto. Mycogen's not around anymore. No, they're not either, but, like, but no, they weren't the first. In fact, out of that list, Pioneer's the only one that's the same. Right. As far as naming goes. Names. In that time period, so. There you go. All right. Thank you, Matt. And thank you to all our listeners out there. Please subscribe to the podcast and tell a farmer friend. It's harvest season right now. What a good time to binge listen. You know, just like uh, on Netflix when all they're watching that. What's that show everybody likes now, Matt? With the, with the Out West ranchers and all that good stuff. Oh, Yellowstone? That's sure. on Netflix, though. Okay. That's, <laughs> what do you need for good that? Try. Uh, Stranger Things is a bingeable oh, okay. Netflix show. Okay. Uh, Ozark? Ozark, so that's Netflix. Uh, Yellowstone is on Peacock. I, I got a, I got a client that's got me on Drive to Survive, Formula One. Oh, that's it. I, I, I've seen, yeah, I haven't actually watched an episode, but I've seen the title thing on there. Yeah. So, so yes, while you're in your tractor, please don't watch any of these uh, shows. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to us. You got auto like, What are you talking about? You can uh, you can binge listen to a bunch of podcasts, including ours. So all we ask is you tell a farmer friend about our podcast. All they need to do, it's super easy. They don't even need to search Tilth Talk Radio anymore. All you got to search is Tilth, and there's other things that pop up, but we'll be right there on top. So search, search Tilth in Apple Podcasts or on an Android phone. Download a couple different apps are good. We like Podcast Addict, Podbean, and Player FM. You can also listen on your computer or smartphone browser. You go to tilthag.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Amazon Music. And if you want to follow us on Facebook or Twitter, Go to at Tilth Talk Radio. So, like this week on Facebook, we did our, we posted all the pictures of those uh, the candy corn, the candy corn. So, yeah, it was the disgusting. Yes, they still like like that's reason Max isn't here today because he's, <laughs> he's that upset at me that he ate that hot dog. I thought he was candy still corn. sick from that. Right, oh, he's he, still recovering. Oh my god, I just seeing his like seeing him throw up in his own mouth. I just I <laughs> felt that was not the intent. It was was. Uh, I think I would have rather had the earwax I, birdie bots bean from <laughs> Jelly Belly. No, I um, I ate these ahead of time as well, so I knew what kind of pain you guys would have gone through, and I was kind of debating whether that sure. was a good idea or But not. you still brought it forward. No, I <laughs> did. Don't worry, guys. I tested this poison did, on myself yeah. before I gave it to you. No. Was, All right. Now we'll do our cool beans. That's corny with some current events. So cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Our cool right, beans. Drum roll. Our cool beans. This week, the fantasy corn league harvest is done. Complete. The the crop, the plots came off this week. We don't have results yet, but stay tuned. We'll have those soon, and we will share them with the world to see which team yep. won this year's the twenty twenty two fantasy. The cobs are sitting like right in front of us. Yeah, that we. And just so you all know, I did have my hands involved in it, but I had Derek there watching me or Jake. Collusion. So, like, even these cobs, you can ask Jake, I did not touch any of them. I was thoroughly taking so, notes so if, of if the So if Todd wins this year, there's an asterisk and next to the victory. Jake grabbed the cobs, and you can ask him. It was not in the harvest row, so we yep. didn't, like, didn't pick. he wasn't, like, yeah. picking cobs out of your harvest rows <laughs> and not mine or anything. Todd just stomped down the, so, the was, varieties after Jake. He was no, trucking Jake, the corn. Jake was, like, watching me the whole time I was in it, and then, you know, with, with the, Derek, we got to ride in the combine with him and harvest, and, yeah, it went good. I mean, corn did look good it should be we'll see what the results show but it should be two 20s 240s yeah kind of plot i'm hopeful because just with nice what guys are saying yields are and i took a national corn growers plot off on wednesday and it was one variety was 265 the other one was 270 nice sweet so that's hard to hit in the i mean everybody in those corn growers plots is th- like 300 is the number you're yeah. always going for but man is it hard to hit that yeah. so yeah. no it's been kind of a I mean, it's raining now. We had nice weather, but overall, a weirdly good fall. 
for you know what yields are coming in at and how it went so it's exciting so yes please stay tuned for the uh fantasy corn league we'll have doug doug in here talk about his team and then derek so it should be a lot of fun for the the results show i was i i always enjoy that more than the draft but it's because i won last year so Yes, you will tell. not like it this year. <laughs> no, I, I'm the, not finishing last. No, the, <laughs> the chances of me winning again just look at, and I don't. I should have looked at who's. I think we'll group these cobs by team, and then we'll have to, and we won't put a name on it, and we'll have to see like oh. what we think is who's the winner. Who's the winner, the winner? Based on man, cobs. they're they're closer than you think. I mean, it's going to be a tight race again. Well, yeah, I mean that's what it was last year, and and what I actually think this year potentially it's going to be the bad one a couple bad ones that are going to sort of bring you down that just didn't sort of do as good as you thought or were kind of you have a couple of bombers yeah and some of the good ones all look good so yeah it'll be fun all right are that's corny this week Ugh. yet again <clears throat> the highly pathogenic avian influenza may impact your thanksgiving so we've talked about this a few times this year seems like every year um well, this year in particular, we've had kind of ups and downs. Yeah. It started heavy. There were questions of if it would bleed into the summer, the spring, then we were okay for a little while. Fairs could have birds toward the end of summer. It is just scary that, and then, like with Thanksgiving coming up, that's the biggest turkey day, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. I haven't even looked, are like turkeys out in grocery stores right oh, yeah. now? Or? I would yeah. imagine, yeah. It's, I mean, it's the beginning of yeah. November, you would yeah. think. So, so. It's weird that only the really large you, turkeys survive. Yeah. No, the small. <laughs> you heard, heard it here first. Go buy your turkey now. And yeah. Just keep it in your freezer. Or is that what guys need to do? I mean, right. Yeah. Once it's in your, it's like get yes. your seed delivered, right? Yeah. You can't get your variety changed if it's in your shed. Yeah. So yeah, uh, over the last decade, it says retail price has usually been between ninety to a dollar, ninety cents to a dollar a pound. Oh, yeah. This year, they're saying buck fifty-eight. So. 47% increase. So it says the average price of a 20-pound bird would be an extra 10 bucks. That's, if you spread it out over all the people are going to be there. Yeah. And, and all the leftovers you get. Yeah. You said 20-pound bird? That's a 20-pound bird. Holy man. Yeah. That'll go a long ways. Uh, it depends on the size of your family. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. True. They figure about a, to- a pound per person, so that's a 20-person Thanksgiving. Right, is it three quarters of a pound? It's somewhere. Between I thought it was around and three like, quarters it's always to a pound. Of like yeah. how many kids you have there? And right, all, you know. Like. Yeah, but yeah, like our Thanksgiving with my mom's side, usually yeah, yeah, I think we're pushing forty. I was going to say people. So usually it's two birds. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. been two birds for a while. Wow. one big one and then like a Do you medium kill them both size with just one stone. I <laughs> know. Uh, I use a hatchet. Right. Yes, um, uh, that is part of the the ritual. Is that morning you go out. And you into a freshly harvested cornfield, and you wait. And as soon as you see the turkey, you run after run it. it. I feel like this is a South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be a very hard way to, to try to hunt a turkey is to chase it. But, uh, yeah, so your, your Thanksgiving dinner may be a bit more pricey again this year. Last year, too, I think we had some, some increase in the price. Of, so keep an eye out for those deals, if we have any this year. And finally, our Field Good Friday for the week is 128 Wisconsin youth receive their American FFA degree. So in particular, we're talking a group of Wisconsin youth. That's not counting all the chapters around the United States. So 128 FFA members walked across the uh, stage at the Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis to receive the American degree during the National FFA Convention. And there was a range of communities represented from Amherst to Laconia, Kewaskum, Freedom. Had a few. That's probably the closest one, I think. I don't see any Seymour on here. Pulaski. Uh, Green Bay East, yep, Pulaski. So a few pretty close to home for Seymour had one. Did they? Yep. Did I miss it? Where is it? One of the Stingle Boys. Ah, but I think these were the last one in in the line. In the line. Oh, that's another paragraph. That's why I missed the. There's a yeah. It's it's very broken up. So yep. Gotta throw the pictures in there of students. That's gotta be one of the higher years of a of state. Degree, you know, just from yeah. Wisconsin. I, I don't know. Yeah, some of these like there's 
four or five from the same school. Yeah. When I, when I found this article, it, it um, sparked my interest in trying to remember what year I got my American degree. Any guesses? 1940. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I was, I was in college. Right. And I, that was like the first, and I was eighth grade. 1999. No. No. Eighth grade? That'd be 97? No, no like 95 or 96. Eight. Oh, okay. So you're, yeah. You were okay. close, Matt, in 99. It was 98 because I, I couldn't remember. And so I just searched um, national conventions and then it came up with the proceedings. So I'm like, okay, I, I knew I was in college, so it wasn't 96. Probably wasn't 97. I went 99. I didn't find my name. And then I found it in 98. It was the last year of the Kansas City. I was just say, the cool part. That so what's cool about that I get to go bill to that one is that was Kansas City and they I don't even know if they've ever been back to Kansas City. No. It so I get to, to go watch could, Bill get his degree at Kansas City. Then we were in like Louisville in um what's the other one they do it in uh Indianapolis. Thank you. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yes. Indianapolis. So like I get to go to all three places all three, yeah. throughout like my sort of career and that was kind of fun. Right. Like, it was just cool to see it at different places. Kansas City actually was kind of a cool place to have it out of though like but the places they have it now are kind of more set to handle that amount of kids and all that. So, did, uh, did Kelly, did your wife go along with to see you get it or not? No. No, I think she was still in college. So, I they think weren't she weren't married yet. No. Well, no, but yeah. I think just you and mom and dad went. I okay. Think. Yeah. Because, yeah, when I got mine, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, went along with. Yeah. And yeah, that was, a, that was like the first time. Kind of meet not she met my parents she's still, before, but she's still married you after yes, that, huh? Yeah. No. No, it was a it was a You were riding on a bus with me to Louisville. That was a car ride. So we were like you said, we were in, in college. college was, so you didn't go with But the, it was kinda weird because you're like half in college, but you're you know, you're like out of that, but with all the yeah, high we didn't, school kid, like yeah, it's just I, a different I just went and did the Right. You kinda just go walk across the stage, and get your done, thing. Yeah. And it was cool. It was fun. Yeah, good time. All right. Well that'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. So this week we talked about corn seed traits and what does all that verbiage mean. In our spotlight, we took a look at Tendovo, which will be a new Syngenta herbicide mix available in 2023. Ag History Minute, we talked BT corn and how it was introduced into corn hybrids. Our cool beans this week was our fantasy corn league harvest is done. That's corny was the avian influenza taking a bite out of turkey supplies and our field good friday was congratulations to 128 wisconsin youth who received their american ffa degrees thanks for listening and as always happy farming